Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at www.winstonprep.edu. And welcome back to the show. Joining us now is our own Lieutenant Governor, Susan Bysowitz, who's roaming around Fairfield County today. Hello, Lieutenant Governor. How are you? Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. What a beautiful summer day and uh, what a wonderful time to enjoy some of Connecticut's zoos and museums for free. It's a great time to take your children, uh, your kids under 18, to visit our beautiful museums for free. That's wonderful. It's fantastic that we do that. Hey, Susan, were you at Governor Weicker's uh, funeral yesterday? I was, and uh, it was very low, I have to say. Tell me about uh, it. Come on, tell us. Well, it, it was in a beautiful Episcopal church in Greenwich that was not a large church, but there was standing room only, and there was another community room that also was doing live streaming. Uh, and we had our entire uh, federal legislative delegation, um, former Governor uh, Malloy, um, Governor Lamont, many Republicans like former Congressman Chris Shays, John McKinney. Um, it was a bipartisan uh, group of people. There were judges, um, Sam Twardy. Uh, was uh, Governor Weicker's chief of staff and delivered um, a eulogy on behalf of all the people who had worked for uh, Governor Weicker, Senator Weicker, on his staff um, and talked about his support for the Constitution. Um, and uh, Chris Dodd spoke about his leadership uh, in the United States Senate and talked about how he stood up during the uh, Watergate era uh, and spoke out against um, 
some of the things that Richard Nixon did, uh, the president at the time. And uh, Governor Lamont spoke about uh, his friendship with Governor uh, Weicker and the work that he did to put our state really on a sound fiscal path when he took over um, our state finances were in terrible disarray. Yeah, and and he started out as a Republican. He was a a group, uh, Lowell Weicker was, of a lot of moderate Republicans that represented New England. And then the party shifted away, and I think it was around the Reagan era that he no longer felt comfortable as a Republican. It it was very interesting, and he is the creator of the A Connecticut Party in our state, and uh, he would actually talk about that a lot. Um, He would say that he was all about representing the people of Connecticut, and that's what mattered to him. And, you know, it's interesting the areas he chose to work in. He was someone who helped write the Americans with Disabilities Act uh, because— With a son who had intellectual disabilities, he was very concerned uh, about um, his son and and so many uh, people like his son. And also um, during the 80s when HIV was raging, he made sure that there was $48 million dedicated to researching AZT, which was a drug that showed promise to treat that. And um, he was was a person who stood up for people with AIDS at a time when there were many Democrats and Republicans who wouldn't do that. Mm. Um, Just an incredible uh, legacy. And I'll say that I um, got to know him as uh, a first-year legislator. I was... um, I took office in 1993, right after um, there was a class of legislators that left after the income tax had been passed. And so a lot of legislators didn't want to run. And um, he was just such an imposing figure. You know, he is 6'6", and um, he just towered over everyone. And um, it it was fun to serve when he was governor because... He never sugarcoated anything. He just did what he thought was right and said what he thought was right and didn't worry about what others might think. Yeah. there. That's a relatively um, rare po- political trait, isn't it? We're chatting with Lieutenant Governor I, Susan Bysowitz. It's relatively I, rare. I, I, think it, I think it is. And for someone to have the courage that he had to stand up to the sitting president, Richard Nixon, during the Watergate hearings, and he, you know, one of the first Republicans to call for the president's resignation was um, something that took a lot of courage to take over as governor and uh, to support an income tax was not something that was going to make him popular for sure. But at the time, it was something that needed, he believed, needed to be done. And so he did what so many governors before him uh, 
Bill O'Neill, Ella Grasso never wanted to do, but it was a tough time, and he was willing to make that very tough decision. And also to be supportive of those who were suffering from HIV in the 80s when many people just ran away in the other direction, I think, shows the kind of empathy and compassion um, that he had as well. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't heard about him or from him in many years, it seemed to me. We're chatting with Lieutenant Governor Susan Bysowitz. It's, uh, well, it's nice to be able to review his career. Personally, we moved to this state in 1991, and I felt like we were the kiss of death for everybody in Connecticut because we moved here to not have an income tax. It was a very big reason that we moved here. And then I turn around and lo and behold, here it is. And I thought, oh, no, what did I do? It's like I, I broke, I, you know. Actually, did I move here in 91? No, I moved here in 89. So it's like I had one or two good years and then it was over for us, something like that. Yeah, it was bad. Well, so, so the good news, I'll say, is that we've just had the biggest tax cut uh, to the income tax passed in our budget. So uh, that is a good thing. It went down um, from 5% to 4.5% and from 3% to 2%. So 1 million tax filers uh, will see that uh, when they go to file their taxes for 2024. But I think, to be fair, I think you and the governor wanted to even do more and your own party didn't let you do as much as you wanted to do. And if we couldn't get rid of it or make it almost disappear in this extraordinarily unusual budget cycle, I don't think there's any hope that Connecticut is ever going to say goodbye to that income tax. And, you know, the truth is we're chatting with Lieutenant Governor Susan Bysowitz. When I look around at the few states in this country that have extraordinary growth, for good or for bad, in New England, it's only New Hampshire. And a lot of that's attributed to the fact that New Hampshire has, you know, very few state taxes altogether, including no state income tax. And then you go to Tennessee, Texas, and Florida. Um, these are the fastest growing states in the country. I, you know, I think, yeah. I, and I just think it's, I think it's a shame. I mean, listen, I just think it's a shame that our government at that time spent us into oblivion where Governor Weicker and others thought they had no choice. It seems like it should have been able to be avoided. If it was avoided by New Hampshire, I don't know why we couldn't have avoided it here in Connecticut. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One thing I did want to say, because you, you said uh, you were saying that we heard less from Will Weicker yeah. in his later years. I will say that the governor and I uh, kept in touch with him because when we first ran in 2018, he was very uh, encouraging and supportive of us. And he was a mentor to both the governor and I. So whenever we would be driving by uh, Old Lime on 95, we would try to stop in and see him because he wasn't getting out. You know, he was having difficulty walking, so he wasn't getting out a lot. And Claudia, his wife, would encourage us to come and visit. And, you know, he, even into his 90s, boy, did he pay attention and boy, did he have opinions. And, um, you know, I know the governor has talked about how, um you know, Lowell Weicker encouraged him to run against Joe Lieberman because of his disagreement with uh, Senator Lieberman's position on the war uh, in Iraq. And so I know he was he was quieter, um, you know, in his later years, but uh, he remained a mentor to so many People, Democrats, Republicans, although he would frequently say the Republican Party left him, um, but he he may, had so many friends in public service and he continued to uh, give us advice. And the governor and I are so grateful for that advice and friendship. Lieutenant Governor Susan Beitzowitz, I want to ask you something. We um, we've been following very closely the story of the Stanford Charter Revision commission and what happened with mayor Caroline Simmons and calling up speaker Matt Ritter. And the next thing, you know, on June 7th, literally the last day, this line item that essentially uh, made it illegal uh, for Stanford's charter revision, specific kind of land use provisions to go forward, affecting not merely Stanford, but apparently 115 of our 169 different towns and communities in Connecticut I know the governor was asked by the Board of Representatives in a resolution they passed to convene a special session, and he has declined, stating that he really thinks that this is a legislative thing to do. I was wondering if you and the governor or you or the governor had really spoken about this, what your thoughts are for this kind of substantive thing that happened in the dead of night without any debate. It's a very substantive land use uh, situation that was passed as law without going through committee or any debate of any kind. And I'll tell you, there were several, and I'll call them rats 
because this is how uh, this type of maneuver is referred to at the legislature. Another of these rats had to do with a uh, development of a logistics center in the town of Middlebury. Um, And uh, that development, which had been approved by Middlebury's town boards and commissions, was in essence stopped in its tracks with uh, a very similar provision. No public hearing. Legislators from the area didn't know about it. And the same thing with this Stanford legislation. Um, There wasn't a public hearing. And obviously, as you've said, this goes beyond Stanford. The Stanford delegation was not aware that this was in uh, the back of the budget. Um, And so these are the kinds of things that I think undermine the public's confidence in the process. You know, we should be, we should shine the sunlight on legislation. If the Stanford delegation thought this was important or they wanted this for the mayor, they could have, you know, put in a bill. And obviously, it would be better to have it narrowly tailored towards Stanford, but let the public weigh in on whether they wanted it. And um, I think that kind of thing undermines public confidence in our legislative process or lack thereof. And why do you think the governor decided that he didn't want to hold a special session on this? Um, So I haven't asked him um, about that. Um, If this, if this item was in the back of the budget, then obviously you don't want to, you don't want to veto the budget, right? So many people worked hard and it had a lot of bipartisan support, but I think the next opportunity to have a public process would be in the session that's uh, coming up uh, at the beginning of next year. And that way there can be a full public hearing and debate. And I hope that legislators will act accordingly and that the public will have their opportunity to weigh in. And, you know, I'm sorry that happened the way it did. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I I always, I'm just like you. I feel like it undermines faith in government for good reason. I mean, and particularly when uh, the original article came out in the Connecticut Mirror and Mayor Simmons was quoted as saying that it was just, you know, another legislative tool in the toolbox. Are you kidding me? She's the mayor of a town. She's got this Charter Revision Commission that's had over 100 meetings in the last 18 months but she thinks it's a legitimate legislative toolbox to do an end run and call her friends up in Hartford. I I thought it was breathtaking that she said that. Uh, Well, uh, I hope that it will be addressed in the next session and uh, legislators from Stanford and from around the state will have the opportunity to weigh in. And so will the public, which is, you know, the most important part, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. So, yeah. Lieutenant Governor Susan Bysowitz, what vacation plans do you have for the summer? Where are you going? When you leave Connecticut, I, where do you go? 
Well, I am looking forward to visiting Canada with my husband. We are going to drive. Uh, We're going to stay in Vermont uh, for a little bit, and then we're going to spend three days in Quebec and three days in Montreal. Nice. I've done that trip. It's beautiful. beautiful. I did it with my daughter about 10 years ago. We drove up. We did exactly that. We stayed in Vermont and then Quebec and then Montreal. We had a wonderful time. It was a great trip. Well, looking forward to it. And uh, I have to say, I love um, the produce in Canada. Like the strawberries uh, will be ready when we go because their growing season is a little bit behind ours. Nice. Very nice. Lieutenant Governor Susan Bysowitz, thank you as always for coming on our show. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's a pleasure. We'll be right back with more of the Lisa Wexler Show on a hot Tuesday. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.